Good morning, heart and soul. Good morning. So I want to remind you that summer school begins on Wednesday, July 12th, and we have cooked up something good for you. Literally cooked up something good. Um, and so I encourage you to do that. I'll make sure that we have the link for summer school both on our website and of course it will be in our recap. So if you're not getting the recap, then you wanna make sure that you contact us and you can do that through the website so that you can have that come to you directly and you can be up on everything heart and soul. Yes? Yes, good. So yesterday, we were at the well. We had stuff going on here in the building. We had the uh, Oakland session of the Negus World Party was held here yesterday, and they had a good time. This is a part, yeah, this is a part of an annual fundraiser. This is a part of our work in the world. And so this was a um, Imagining Justice co-sponsored the event. So the well was happening here as a good place where souls are soaring and good stuff is happening. And at Oakland Center for Spiritual Living, the 2023 uh, Centers for Spiritual Living licensing panels were held for practitioners for Oakland. They have been held um, in the month of, well, June and July, and well, June and July is when it happens. So we had it happen in Oakland, and the way it unfolded for us is that Oakland Center for Spiritual Living had four candidates, and Heart and Soul had four magnificent candidates. And so we, we offered a collaboration. And we didn't know that we also reached out to East Bay Church of Religious Science, and they didn't have any candidates. But in this collaboration, the beauty of it was that East Bay Church said, we'll still help. So they sent folks, and we had a magnificent day of collaboration and the process up until then. So let me, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself because we came together, Robert Collins, Reverend Robert Collins from Monterey drove up. He was a panelist. We, we also served the Napa CSL Center because they had a candidate and they couldn't handle in the time frame. And so we did a lot. What I'm going to ask is that practitioner emerita Suzette Celeste come up so that we can get, I want you to have some clarity about the process because often we talk about the celebration and that's all we get is just the, the hoopla part of it. But it is a tremendous path to practitioner licensing. But before I pass you the mic, Suzette, mm. what I want you to know and have them hear me tell you mm -hmm. is that this would not have been possible without you. This would not be excellence that was delivered when we started this path. The two of us, we were in co-leadership and in co-instruction and all of it. And then my life changed. 
in a way where I could not be available to the process as I had promised or intended. And so I am grateful and I want you to know how much it meant to me that you were there and that I could trust and know that they would still receive every bit of excellence required for this journey, even though I pretty much had to abdicate a lot of what I had intended to offer. And so Suzette, I am grateful, so very, very grateful for you carrying all the water for the journey. Thank you, Suzanne. Mm, thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Reverend Andrea. Reverend Dr. Andrea. Ah, what a path. Y'all know it's been a path. And just briefly, because there's more to come, but there are prerequisites, which many of you know, to uh, the practitioner path. And some of those prerequisites are our foundational classes, which many of us have participated in. And then there's history and philosophy. And, we, and then we deal with consciousness classes. And there are elect electives. And then after we complete those prerequisites, then uh, the professional practitioner studies start. And we started here for our Centers for Spiritual Living Heart and Soul classes in January 2021, y'all. So two and a half years ago. Woo! And I just want to raise up intention, praise, dedication, commitment, and celebration. And but I gotta I gotta thank, I gotta say their names. Hashtag say their names. Because we could talk about heart and soul center of light and all of us, but I must mention some of those who participated. Sally Du, Nadia Abdullah Taylor, Takosa Onia. Gay D. Walton Price, Renee Martinez, Valder Earl Southall, practitioners in a number of roles, Carol L. Johnson, Felicia Williams Cozy, Robert Williams, Ron Marshall, Pat Reynolds, Tendai Jordan, Akanke Adafume, and Brenda Chenault. And they know what roles. And then the ministers. Reverend Angelo Allen, Reverend Jack Elliott, and Reverend Sonia Russell. And I gotta mention Sheila Smith, because Sheila was part of the prayer and care village that interned the uh, practitioners, and then of course, there's Reverend Dr. Tracy Brown and Reverend Aman. <laughs> Reverend Aman, uh, Reverend uh, Dr. Tracy Brown. And then 
I'm gonna bring it back. I'm gonna bring you back up here, Reverend Andriette, because you know I might continue a little too long, and so, I know, and say some other things. Mm -hmm. Here we go. This is mine. Oh, okay. All right. Thank you. You do. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, in short, it takes a village. It takes a village, but it also takes those that are teachable and have a listening and are willing to do whatever it takes. So I want to bring up now our newly licensed practitioners. <laughs> Damali Robertson. Why don't y'all come right up here? Robin by Carpenter Bristow. <laughs> Nancy Marmalejo. And Scott Staub. I want to say to you how proud I am of you and how grateful I am to have had the experience of one, getting to know you as I have, and two, to have the experience of watching you blossom. Because these are not the same people that arrived in January of 2020. These are not the same folks. But those folks had a listening and a willingness and a heart open and a heart of service. And y'all were willing to do whatever was required in order to get to this point. And I know it's just begun. So, congratulations. And Suzette and I wanted to just acknowledge you in this moment with just a little token of our love and appreciation in honoring this, this moment on your amazing journey. This is but a spot. It feels, you know, like huge in the moment. And yet, the time will come when it will merely be a speck because of your willingness to continue. So thank you. For you, Nancy. For you, Scott. And Robin, thank you very, very much. We celebrate our brand new Centers for Spiritual Living licensed practitioners in service here at Heart and Soul Center of Life. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. What a blessing. Thank you. So Brannis wrote a song a good while ago at the well, and it just feels like it's the perfect completion of this celebration of our new practitioners because it speaks to part of the lyric. For, so to me, it's like about yesterday and always for heart and soul. Part of the lyric is, it's more than what it seems. 
for here they are gathered. For here they are, just like you. Right here, it all matters. Everything you do. At the well, the time has come for everything. At the well, your life becomes an endless spring. Good morning, heart and soul. I'm being handed a microphone. Which show... And I'm being flexible. So here's what I'm going to first do. Thomas and Branis, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And what I hope you get, that in this very room, you are in the well. This is where I come to be spiritually fed. Because I'm out there doing what it is that I'm called to do. And every once in a while, like every Sunday, I have to come back to the well to be replenished. And to remember that no matter what I'm doing out there in the world, there's a group of people that have their hand at my back. And that I also know that there is a group of people, whether it's a celebration like lifting up our recent practitioners that were or brought into the licensing yesterday, that's a celebration. Our birthdays are a celebration. All of it, we can celebrate one another, but we also at the well can come back and say, I don't know how to do this thing that I'm about to embark on. But I know at this well, there is a treasure chest of spiritual tools available to me from the prayer and care village, from online prayer, from meeting with a practitioner, from meeting with a minister, or just looking in the eye of another beloved that is in the room. I'm at the well. I'm at the well. And, you know, I stand here today wanting you to know what 70 looks like. This is the new 70 that we're celebrating this month. So I have to remind myself that I'm not that guy on the videotape that has the dark brown hair that you all see on Sunday mornings anymore. Um, one of the things that I had to let go of during the pandemic is my semi-monthly visit to Alicia's salon. Uh, but that aside, this is what this looks like. But what I want you to know that each and every one of you in this room have a calling. And I'm going to mention some words to you today that you've heard before. We're going to talk about reacting or responding. We're going to talk about resistance or persistence. We're going to talk about fear. We're going to talk about belief. We're going to talk about courage. And we're going to talk about faith in the consciousness of what we believe. Now, you may say, I've heard all this before. 
But what I know that my beloved sister, the Reverend Dr. Andrea Earle, and I went to the same training school together. And in that training school, there was this mantra that says, tell them what you're going to tell them, tell them, and then tell them what you told them. And that's the way people will remember it. So I know you've heard some of these words before, and I know that you may have even heard some of these stories before. But I want to awaken something in you today that when you leave here, you are very clear whether you are reacting or whether you are responding, whether you are persisting or whether you are in resistance, if you're willing. Oh, no one's willing. Okay. Okay. So... Here's how we're going to juice it up and so that I get to feel that you're willing. On the count of three, as loud as you possibly can, I want you to respond to this phrase that I am and state your name. Okay? One, two, three. I am Jack. Okay. How does that feel? Okay, what I want you to know is that is you speaking at the highest level of consciousness. I am. Say it one more time and stand up. I am. Okay, we're going to do it one more time because we're, you know, we got to get up there. So I am. Yeah. Now, be seated. Because I wanted to begin with the, end of the with the end in mind, because this is where I wanted you to be. I wanted you to understand that when you spoke, I am, and stated your name, you weren't hanging out in that level of consciousness where life happens to you. Nor were you hanging out in that next level of consciousness where you take a little bit of dominion, you have a little bit of courage, and you say, life happens by me. You weren't there either. Nor were you in that level of consciousness where you say, life happens as me. Nope, you were already at that highest level of consciousness. And it's at that highest level of consciousness, you get to show up on the planet as you are divinely called to show up. Now, a lot of times we like to show up how we think we should be showing up. You know, we like to come back and we love to tell our stories of what happened to me when I was living in that level of consciousness and life happened to me. We all know those folks in our life. And we know that we don't answer the call when we see their name and the caller ID. Then there's this next level of folks that have taken some dominion in their life and they've decided to do a little something and get out of the thing and they have that experience where they start to tell their story of how they got out. Some of us have been inspired by that. And that really serves us where we are in that next level of consciousness. That's the level of what I'm calling courage because you're trying some things. But one of the things that can happen when you're in that level, at that second level, 
other folks' opinions sometimes come up and say, Mm-mm, you shouldn't be doing that. You know, I'll never forget the time that I was a guest minister somewhere and I got up and I told a story about my life and related it to principal and a woman came up at the end and said, I don't want to hear about you. I just want to hear about principal. Now, what I know now is that she was in the second level of consciousness. She was operating in this belief where she had found her power. She had gotten out of this place where life happened to her and decided that the next step in her journey was to put in the correction for everyone else. (laughs) So that was a very courageous place that she was. And it kind of quieted me for a minute, but not long. And I realized... Oh, she's being courageous. She's stepping out as best that she knows how. She will soon be ready to move into that third tier where we do it together, where life happens through me. And that level of consciousness is the level of sacred service. When you start to give of yourself, you start to give of your time and your talent and your treasure, and you start to see that result, and then what happens? Stuff comes back to you in a good way. You start to believe in joy. You start to believe in love. You start to believe that things can happen to you. And then you surrender. Then you surrender. And life starts to happen as you. Suddenly that right person shows up in front of you and you're going, well, who are they? Oh, they're here to see me? What I'm going to say is going to have some benefit to them? Okay, God. As Brannis would say, God's got it. And you do whatever it is to be in that moment. And you start to say, I am. I am here to serve. I am here to be the one. I am here to be the demonstration that all that there is, is God. I am here to be the demonstration that all there is, is love. Now, here's what I know. And and see, and this sounds very good in a... Sunday school kind of way. But we got to get real for real. And know that we are in the time of our life where stuff starts to happen. And you want to go, oh, why me, Lord? Oh, why me? And it's so easy to get back to that first level of consciousness because it starts to feel a little bit like life is happening to you. But because you've been studying and taking the classes and knowing what to do, you know that that's not true, but you're having that experience. So how do I get from where I am to where I want to be? I stand up and I proclaim I am. And I remember whose I am, as we've often said here. So I know that I want to take you on a little trip with me in an imagination way. I want you to picture an old Victorian house. 
that was painted a maroon color at one time, but the sun had so bleached it that it was kind of brown in some places and orange in some places, and this asbestos shingles that surrounded this house kind of made it look like a haunted house if you were of a certain age. And imagine that you had left the beautiful home that you had grown up and experienced your first 11 years in to have to go live into this house that at one time had been a big old five-bedroom house. But because of economics, it had been divided into a duplex like many East Coast Midwest houses have been. And the side of the duplex that you had to move into was the one that was really kind of modified in a bad way. You know, it's like the rooms didn't quite make sense, but they were the rooms that they were. But the most scary part of this house was the stairway that went to the second floor. So I want you to imagine that you're that 11-year-old little child that had to open that door and climb the steps to his bedroom in a scary old haunted house. And at the top of those steps was one of those light bulbs that hung down with a little pole chain. Now, if you're under 30, someone in the room will explain to you what that means. It was right next to the rotary telephone. And as that 11-year-old, you always was in fear that when you had to go up that step to go to bed, that that light had already been turned on at the top of the steps because you were afraid to go up in the dark. Then suddenly there was a new baby. And you, at 11 years old, was the only father that that baby knew. So you didn't know what to do, but you were led. You went right to that highest level of consciousness, and you just was guided to do what to do. So you would take the baby blanket and lay it on that rickety old heater that's set in one room of this house and put the blanket on top of it so it could be warmed up so that you could wrap that baby in it like that swaddling of that child because you were going to carry that baby up those stairs to put them in the crib. It was cold up there. There was no heat on the second floor of this house. And so you do it, you warm the blanket, and you take that little baby and you wrap them up in that blanket and you start up the steps and you get halfway up and poof, the light goes out. Now, do you react or do you respond? If you react, you turn and you go back down the steps and don't go up again until you know it's safe. If you respond, you remember what your mother had told you 
that if you persist and take one step at a time, you will eventually see the light at the top of the stairs that's in your room. And so this 11-year-old carrying this baby went up one more step, creak, one more step, creak. And finally, his eyes crossed the floor horizon, and he saw the light in his bedroom. And he told me that he would never be afraid of the dark again. Because in that moment, he wasn't afraid for himself. He was afraid that he had to be there for me. I was that baby. I was that baby that was cared for by this 11-year-old who was trying his best before he turned 12, a month after I was born, that he could be the father that I needed to be, that, he, that I needed to have. And he did it. He has always been the one to show me love. He has always been me the one to always empower me and who I am. But he taught me the difference between responding and reacting. Now, he could have easily lived in every level of consciousness. But because he had faith in what his mother had said and what he had learned in Sunday school, he was able, had the courage and the fortitude to take one step at a time. So, I'm asking each and every one of you in this room, right here, right now, to be willing to persist, to take one step at a time into the unknown. Into the unknown. Don't be afraid of what's down the road or around the next curve. If you have been paying attention, you know that you can go to the well to get the tools that you need for the journey so that you can step up and step out in faith because of who you are. You are already enough. You are not a person waiting to get further training in order to know what to do next when you are being divinely called into something. You are being called into whatever that is just as you are. You're already enough because you're the conduit. You're the vessel. You are the one that the divine spirit is working through. I hope this makes sense. And I hope you know that as you embark upon that journey, as you walk down that road, as you peer around that curve, if you stumble and fall, guess what? You can get up. You may even discover a whole brand new way for getting up. You may be the demonstration for someone else who has fallen to even know how to get up. That's a part of your ministry. That's a part of your calling to be that demonstration. You must persist and never resist what spirit has in place for you. 
You are already ready. You are quite enough. You are absolutely prepared for the journey ahead. Why? Because you believe. You believe in love. You believe love. You believe joy. You believe hope. You believe goodness. You believe in this world that you have imagined. So that's your courage. That's that ignited spirit within you to take that step and to go for it. And I want you to go for it. I don't want you to worry about what others might say. As the Reverend Dr. Andriette and I and Mr. Tyrone Cozy and I learned 41 years ago, what you think of me is none of my business. I only answer to the divine, thank you, Terry Go Whitaker. And each way, each step that I have ever taken in faith, I have never looked back on my life and said, boy, I wish I hadn't done that. Never. Now, some of those steps that I've taken in ego, oh well, they're going to make some good chapters and have we talk about how we get from where we are to where we want to be. But today is about you. Today is about you saying yes to the call. Today is about you. As Thomas and Brandis come up, they have some words for you. They have a way that they want to share with you that in case you forget that at the end of the day, this simple mantra is this, believe love. Believe love, and it is yours. Thank you. Thank you, Ron. So I'm going to ask you to repeat after me, essentially, with your hands outstretched, as if to indicate you're extending your heart in the direction of Damali and Robin and Nancy and Scott. And know that there is only one of us always. So although it feels and seems as if we are honoring them, it's always self-honoring, always. So with hands outstretched, we simply say, we see you. We see you. We see your dedication. We see your dedication. We see your openness. We see your openness. We see your perseverance. We see your perseverance. We see your willingness. We see your willingness. We see your forgiveness. We see your forgiveness. We feel your love. We feel your love. We feel your dedication. We feel your dedication. We feel your contribution. We feel your contribution. And we are changed by it. And we are changed by it. We are transformed together. We are transformed together. We are loved unconditionally. We are loved unconditionally. 
and for this and so much more, and for this and so much more, we give thanks. We give thanks in gratitude and thanksgiving. In gratitude and thanksgiving, we celebrate this beginning. We celebrate this beginning for you, for you, for me, for me, for us, for us, for heart and soul, for heart and soul, and so it is. And so it is. Yes.